Welcome to Moneyline. This is Matt McCullough. Thanks for joining me. We're a day late. It's a Wednesday, not a Tuesday, but it's good. We're ready to go. We got a big show coming up right now. We're going to talk about Bitcoin back to 40,000. We're going to talk about the tech stocks starting to rebound, inflation, interest rates, what all this means, what you should be doing right now for the rest of the week coming up on Moneyline. The buck starts here. Moneyline with Matt McCall. Again, this is Matt McCall. Thanks for joining me here on Moneyline. It is a Wednesday, not a Tuesday, but it is the 26th of May as I look down and see what day it is. Um, you can see there's a little bit new background. Hopefully, we got things a little bit uh, set up a little bit better. Uh, also, we're going to be able to look at charts. I'm controlling all this stuff. If you saw what was behind me, I posted a, a uh, picture on Twitter. If you don't follow me on Twitter, please do so. Matthew McCall. Um, there's actually a bed behind me with this big heavy clay vase with a book on it called The Blood of Brothers, the best book about Nicaragua with a camera on top of it without a tripod. I mean, it, was, it is an absolute mess. But behind me, you can see my pool's out there, a little sitting area. Um, it's nice. It's like seven o'clock in the morning right now, nine o'clock East Coast. Um, I just did a webinar for our early stage investor members. Uh, I've been up since 4 a.m. getting ready and I'm ready to go. And I haven't even had any coffee yet, folks. No Dunkin' Donuts, not even any Nika coffee. So um, uh, that being said, let's jump into it. Uh, let's get to today's show. And um, you know, let's talk about the market here first. I just wanna talk about this a little bit and kind of give you my views and update of where, where I stand right now. And uh, what I'm about to pull up right here, this is the uh, uh, S&P 500 right now, the spiders. And again, we haven't opened yet today, but the, the S&P futures, uh, last time I checked, they're up about nine points. Dow futures up 53, NASDAQ up about 40. Uh, Russell 2000 futures up 10. So percentage-wise, the small cap futures are up the highest. Gold's down about 1%. Or sorry, oil's down about 1%. Gold's up slightly. So that's kind of where we stand right now. The 10-year yield, which I'm going to talk about here in a moment, uh, 1.56. That's very important to remember that. So things look great. I mean, this is a great-looking chart. Uh, things still look good, trading just off uh, an all-time high. Now, let's take a look at the Qs, the NASDAQ 100. The charts will change a little bit as you see as we go along here. The Qs also uh, hit a high recently, the end of April. Pull back a little bit deeper, not quite up there yet. So keep that in mind. And then the third chart I want to look at, and the reason I looked at I like to look at this one is the ARK Innovation ETF. You know, a lot of the stocks in here are a lot of stocks that, that I love long term. Not all of them, uh, or I would just buy the ETF. There's a lot I don't like as well. But we're looking big picture here in the fact that this topped out in February around 160, came all the way down below 100. Now we're at like 110 right now. Uh, the biggest holdings in ARK Innovation, Tesla makes up one-tenth of it. So that's a big reason for the move. Teladoc, Roku, Square, Shopify, Zoom Video, Coinbase, Twilio, uh, Spotify, Unity Software, Zillow Group, Exact Sciences, CRISPR, Palantir, DocuSign, 10X Genomics. Um, you know, of those, I, I love a lot of them. I have exposure in one way or another to a lot of those stocks. Uh, a couple of the ones, like, I'm not a big fan of Roku up top. Uh, Zoom Video, not a big fan of. Uh, Coinbase, maybe at one point, not right now. Um, so some of the other ones I don't, li I don't like nearly as much, but there's some big, big potential winners in there. So this kind of shows how a lot of people's portfolios have performed uh, recently because a lot of people are in these innovation uh, type uh, investment. Now, what I want to do is, is I want to, I'm over here in this, another computer, you can't see it, but what, what I want to do is I want to take the ARC, 
and then you put it up against the market and people are saying, well, it's over. You know, it's over for these stocks. Do you think it's over for Tesla launch electric vehicles? No. Do you think it's over for Teladoc and Telehealth? No. Do you think it's over for Square and digital payments and mobile payments? No. So, I mean, it, it's, it's mind-blowing to me to hear some of this stuff. So year to date, the S&P 500 SPY is up about 12.2% heading into today. At the same time, the ARK Innovation is down 12.1%. So you're looking at about a 23% difference on your performance. Okay, you say, okay, well, it's over, it's over. Now let me zoom in a little bit further because we all should be long-term investors. Let's go out to one year. That's not even long-term investing. One year. The ARK Innovation is up 77%. The da- or, sorry, S&P is up 43, let's call it 44. So 77 to 44. So they was underperforming by 23% this year, but outperforming by 33%. If you went out just one year, folks, let's go out three years because that's probably the minimum of what I would call long-term investing. Up 168% for ARC, S&P is up 62. So now you're up, you know, beating it by 100 and some odd percent. And, you know, really you should go out even longer. Five year, even after the pullback that we've had in ARC. ARKK is up 513%. The S&P is up 120. Nearly 400% better. And again, that's in five years. This isn't some like craziness we're looking at right now. I mean, it's, I'm telling you folks, it's, it's nuts how people have just given up on, on some of this stuff. And you know, again, let's go back to this chart. They've just given up on this and not taking consideration the run that it's had, not taking consideration. I mean, look at this. But if I told you back here, even right here at this high, this is where we're going to be today. You'd say I've taken a million years, but investors don't look here. They look right here. That's all they know. That's all they know. Well, I should take that back. Unsuccessful investors look right there. Successful investors look here and realize where it's gone and realize that nothing goes straight up, that pullbacks are okay. So I want to get that out there because I think a lot of people uh, say to themselves, you know, I, I, why is my portfolio not near a high like the S&P 500? Well, uh, because you probably have some innovation, some growth stocks in your, in your portfolio. Well, then I'd rather be there. Well, let's zoom out your portfolio to back three years. Do you still want to be in the S&P 500 stocks or you want to be in the innovation stocks? Oh, you're right, innovation. You have to look at things in not just limited snapshots. If you're an investor, I don't care what happens quarter to quarter. The, the quarterly earnings are garbage to me. It doesn't matter. I mean, from quarter to quarter, things are so manipulated. You have to look at the big picture trend of where it's, where it's been, more importantly, where it's going. Is it gaining market share? Is it growing revenue above average? Is it either profitable or have a path to profitability? All very important things, folks. So, okay, uh, I, that's the market that I wanted to talk about here real quick. Uh, let's talk about Bitcoin. Bitcoin's back to 40,000 uh, right now, give or take. It's right around. It's bouncing all over the place. You know, last Tuesday I had to pull back to 30,000 and snap back up and then eventually went back over 40, back down to the low 30s, back to 42. And it's all over the place, but it's, it's hanging around 40. I think that, that last Tuesday selling was by far capitulation selling. So for me, I, I think the, bo- the short-term bottom is in. Uh, again, I, I'm not in the business of looking at crystal balls, uh, so I, I don't have one. But I will tell you, I think uh, in the near term right here that... Uh, I think that the short-term bottom is in. I still think Bitcoin goes to 100,000 in the next 6 to 12 months-ish, even sooner potentially. But 
Could it go back to 30 or 25 or 27 before that? Sure. I don't know. Uh, I do not know. But I will tell you this. Uh, I, I, I'm still very confident that it gets up to triple digit or yeah, 100, 100. So let's call it triple digits. Um, so yeah, I, <laughs> I'm just looking through Twitter to see any good questions out here. People are talking about cryptos. Uh, you know, a lot of people are, have been buying in, into the pullback in cryptos, and I like that. Uh, that's, that's a very good thing, because I think you're starting to get it, if you will. Um, okay, so that's where I stand with cryptos. I'm still extremely bullish. Uh, I've been doing buying little by little on, on pullbacks uh, when, when I can, uh, but I personally very have a high percentage of my net worth in there already that, you know, I, don't, I, I like to be diversified too. I'm like anybody else. I can be aggressive, but I like to be diversified um, like anybody else out there. So i uh, just give you an idea. Okay, uh, so ARK ETFs, we talked about the market, we talked about cryptos. I want to talk about interest rate rates really quick because that's still a topic um, that, that people keep hitting on. So let me pull this up here for you, uh, a little slow. What you can see here is this is the 10-year. Uh, the I'm going to zoom out a little bit here so we can get a better view of, of going to pre-pandemic, if you will. <clears throat> We're about 1.56% right now in the 10-year, folks. We came all the way down to 0.4 at the heart of that beginning, the heart of the pandemic. We're back to where we were, right? Now, keep in mind, we were prior to the pandemic, end of December, we were about 1.95%. We're now back to 1.56, where you see the exact point, even a little bit lower than we were when, when the sell-off started in the stock market, a little bit lower, and people are freaking the heck out about interest rates being higher because they ran from these lows all the way back to where we are. Well, no kidding. We went through that. We went through what was, I'm going to go out and let me say the, the highest impact global shutdown in the history of the world. Uh, and then we snap back to where we are today. So you're going to have this snapback. I'm actually surprised interest rates aren't higher from here. And sure, they can be manipulated. I get that. And I'm sure people are thinking that. But I'm still surprised they're not higher from where they are. We're still a little lower than where we were before the pandemic. This is okay. But people freaked out because it snapped back so fast. Well, so did the stock market. So did the economy. Things came back fast. It all went hand in hand. So when you hear somebody talk about interest rates, ignore it. Ignore, ignore, ignore it. Inflation, very similar. When it comes to inflation, I think we've had inflation in the market for a long time. I really don't think that this is something that's a huge surprise. The fact that the government's telling us there's inflation now, sure, it's a surprise because they, they tend to ignore everything and just change the way they calculate the numbers. But again, I do the shopping in my household. I know how much things cost. I know prices have been going higher. Yeah, for some things, there's not, you know, there's not inflation. You know, electronics and things like that, they get cheaper, obviously, as technology gets better. But overall, I mean, the goods and services, lumber going through the roof, making housing more expensive, Big purchases are more expensive, folks. Car prices going through the roof because because we're not having enough chips to make new ones. Even used cars sale prices are going through the roof. Those are big purchases. Home and car are probably the two biggest. Travel is probably another big one. Travel prices started going. I traveled all through the pandemic uh, to get down here in Nicaragua a couple weeks ago. Flight was okay, but I booked it way in advance. Stopped off in Miami in a way. Hotels there are pretty damn expensive and pretty darn full, too. The pool was packed. So... Um, People are back traveling again. As a matter of fact, the airline industry or Goldman Sachs came out uh, this week and said uh, uh, leisure travel, leisure airline travel back to 20, 2019 levels. 
It tells you something. People want to travel and are getting out there. Business is still lagging, and I get that because a lot of businesses aren't even in the office, let alone traveling to conferences and stuff yet. But I got to tell you, I got a conference in October uh, coming up in Vegas. I cannot wait. I, I miss getting out and doing things like that. So that's, that's, uh, that's good. So I think business will start coming back little by little too. Okay, so that's kind of what I want to talk about that because inflation interest rates tend to be a, a question I get often. Uh, so I just wanted to cover that so everybody kind of has a few of, a view of where I'm coming from. Lasting in inflation, there are certain asset classes that historically perform a little bit better. I think this time around, Bitcoin altcoins will be a great performer if it were in an inflationary period. Uh, the other area is uh, the stock market. High quality companies that have pricing power typically do very well during inflationary periods. These are companies that are able to raise prices because they have good products or services. It's companies that have a decent market share of their total adjustable market and have the ability to increase that as other weaker companies fall by the wayside. Uh, they look to continue to increase sales, increase the bottom line. These are the types of companies you're looking at that you want to be involved in. Good balance sheet. These are the types of companies that I look for. Um, and, and, you know, on most days, let alone days where I think inflation could be an issue for the next couple of years, these are companies we want to look for anyway. So it's not like a big stretch. So we're not shifting our, our, our strategy and our portfolio dramatically. I'm just taking one of my themes and one of them will be inflation. And from there, we'll drop in the stocks that we like into there. So that's how we'll do it. So hopefully I'm going to come out with an inflation portfolio at some point here in the near future. I just don't think there's a mad rush. However, we want to be in before the mad rush happens. Uh, and we want to be there first. And that's the key, you know, getting in before the big money starts, uh, you know, whether I believe inflation's here or not, I think you'll see people start going into these, these different asset classes, uh, if you will. So um, let me go, go through a couple of Twitter questions here. And, and again, if you don't follow me, it's Matthew McCall. So check that out. And my throat is my sound on a little horse because I just did an hour long webinar and it's still early in the morning and I haven't had any coffee yet. No Dunkin' Donuts yet, folks. Nothing, nothing, nothing here yet. <clears throat> but as soon as I get out of here, I'm walking across the street to the cafe on the, on the beach, and I'm going to get a coffee on my way to the gym. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of questions. I, there is some about uh, inflation in here. So let's do this. Um, you know, we talked about airlines. Let me just talk about airlines here. Let's look at the, the, the uh, airline index because um, the, a lot of them have moved quite a bit, but I still think there's a lot of potential upside here for the airlines. And let me flip over here to this for us. This is the Amex airline index, which is trying to load. There we go. Great looking chart here, folks. Um, you can see it has, this is like a stair step, I like to call it. It tends to rally up, consolidate, rally up, consolidate, rally up, consolidate. It looks like it's getting ready. I mean, it's consolidation. A longer consolidates usually the bigger move it is for a massive breakout from here. Um, so this, this is one that I like. Let me see if I could pull something up over here and we could take a look. Uh, uh oh. Let's go back here. So for some reason, my charting software tends to want to reconnect like every hour. So let me just reconnect this. It takes about 30 seconds. But let's pull up some airline stocks. I know it's not the most exciting innovation stuff you want to hear me talk about. Uh, that being said, I do think that we have some opportunities here in airline stocks. I have exposure through different uh, avenues to airline stocks um, already. But I, I, I think uh, if you don't have exposure, uh, there, there's some, there's definitely some opportunity out there. So I'm going to pull up uh, a list here of airline stocks uh, in a second as I'm doing this, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. And as I mentioned, if anybody's coming down Nicaragua, let me know. I am here. Okay. 
So MX Airline Index. We'll pull up the MX Airline Index. All right, let's go back here. There we go. So this is the index we're just looking at. Uh, here's some stocks over here. These are just the, the market just opened right now. So these are the gainers today. Azul, uh, speaking of um, um, Nicaragua, Central South America, uh, Azul is a Brazilian-based airline company. 14.5 um, billion reals, uh, whatever the hell that means. Uh, take a look here at their growth, uh, top line growth. 28%, uh, bottom line growth, 75%. Uh, so a uh, pretty interesting uh, looking company. I like the chart here. It's, it's doing something very similar to the overall uh, index. So it's $2.8 billion company uh, based in U.S. Uh, terms right now. Uh, trades with a forward price to sales ratio 1.19. Uh, you know, it was profitable and then it lost money last year. I expect to lose money this year. Uh, it should be profitable again in 2023. Uh, revenue should go... You know, it fell, it's, it's expected to fall to 432 million this year, but back to 2.7 billion by 2023. Again, this is where a company has 2.8 billion. So trades are two times earnings, it's a double, or sorry, two times sales and it's a double. Uh, next one in line, I mean, look at these funny, these, these top ones happen to be just Latin American ones. And this is just by, uh, by no, no fault of mine, it just happened to be how they popped up. Uh, but of course, this is when my computer starts giving me problems. But so Copa Airlines, uh, Golinius Airlines. I apologize, folks. So um, I'm, I'm reloading that back up. But so Azul's one, Copa's another one, CPA, Copa Holdings. Uh, it's about a $3.48 billion company uh, based in Panama. I've flown them several times in the past. Uh, good, you know, good uh, by far. Uh, they're... Uh, like I said, about 3.5 billion. Uh, their sales, crazy enough, expected to drop to 1.2 uh, billion this year, uh, but then next year 2.1, year after that 2.7. So it quickly comes back, and you can see the chart here, pretty similar again, rallied up, consolidating, uh, not bad looking right there. Forward price of sales 1.6, forward PE ratio. Um, so this is crazy. Uh, this year expected to lose $3.91 a share. You know, last year. It lost um, six hundred, or sorry, six dollars and eleven cents. But the year before that, made nearly nine, nearly eight dollars a share. From nearly eight dollars a share to losing six to losing nearly four. Next year, near, making nearly four. Year to that, right back to where you were, nearly uh, making uh, eight bucks a share. And again, at eight dollars a share, twenty times sales. Uh, if it's growing like that, that's one sixty. That's a double from here. Uh, so that's kind of how I'm coming up with these numbers. Uh, Goal, as they call it, GOL, again, very similar. This is another, another one down in this area. And, um, you know, as travel picks up, not a bad place to be is down here. This is another Brazilian one. Brazil, to me, is a country that's uh, kind of under the radar, $1.7 billion company. Should be profitable again next year. Um, and, man, oh, man, looking for nearly $3 billion in sales in 2023. That's crazy if you think about it because uh, if, if you look at that, that sales number, uh, and then you look at um, the fact that uh, where this company is trading, 0.5 sales based on two years from now. That's a hell of an opportunity there in GOL, in my opinion. Um, so that time was not because of the, uh, the internet. That time was because the power went out. For some reason, the maintenance guy, one of the guys that comes, the staff that comes every day, I always reset something in the morning around 7, 7.30. So he just did it today. He's on time. So that's one good thing. Uh, but we are reconnecting here in a minute, and I'll, and I'll pull it back up. But 
Yeah, so th there's a lot of uh, international that, that are overlooked. And then there's obviously the two airline companies that I talked about a month or so ago uh, that, are, that are new. Um, one of them is um, uh, Frontier, uh, which is uh, symbol ULCC. Um, and we'll pull that one up here in a minute for you. So ULCC uh, just went public. And there's actually two lessons I want to talk about right here. And, and I'm going to pull up the chart here for you. ULCC, uh, Frontier Group. And this is a recent IPO. So a lot of people, IPO comes out, you have a bunch of talking heads, wannabe newsletter writers saying, okay, yeah, let's buy the IPO. It just went public. It's, it's the next great thing since sliced bread. Almost every IPO, I'd say 99.999% don't go straight up. They pull back. This is a great example. Never buy something like that. Uh, but I already gave my full uh, on this already. Uh, another one uh, that just went public as well, uh, which is one I actually like a little bit better, believe it or not. Uh, this is Sun Country Airline Holdings. Again, goes public at 38, pulls all the way down to 31. You don't recommend or chase or buy IPOs in the first couple weeks, maybe even the first couple months. It is a terrible, terrible business decision. So it did that, rallied up, pulled back. Now, maybe down here it's pulled back. I look at it down here. This is where I'm looking at it. Uh, this is a very interesting play, especially for leisure, short-term or short-haul um, short flights around. They also sun country. It goes to a lot of sunny places, believe it or not. So that's another one I'd keep an eye on. Uh, Southwest is another one where you think about um, areas at leisure. Uh, a lot of people love using Southwest, so symbol LUV. Uh, that's another one you want to keep an eye on as well. JetBlue, JBLU, Hawaiian Holdings, HI, uh, Spirit, uh, Allegiant. Uh, Sky West, all these smaller regional ones are ones I think that will do much better. And look at a chart here in Southwest Airlines, LUV. I mean, that's, this looks great. I mean, consolidating near high looks really, really good, folks. I, I, these are ones you just really, you, you can't overlook. Um, Hawaii Airlines, think about that. You know, Hawaii is really starting to open back up, rally to a high, pull back. I, so I'm, I'm talking myself, and again, I already have a ton of exposure to the airlines, but I'm really talking myself into the airlines here. I think it will continue with this great grand reopening. And I, I think this is a great way to diversify a very innovative portfolio. Um, so this is something that I think you really want to keep an eye on. This is a company recently I came across that I added uh, to my watch list. Uh, symbol is L-I-N-D, uh, Lindland Expeditions. And the chart I, I find fascinating, but the company itself as well, uh, they, they are a... Um, a cruiser, you know, they, they have two segments, Lindland and Natural Habitat. And uh, they, they do um, different type of encounters with Natural Habitat, like up close encounters. Uh, you have to look at nature, wildlife, history, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they also have uh, these like smaller ships that they use where there's much more interaction. They take people around. Uh, they have a fleet of nine owned expedition, expedition ships and then five seasonal charter vessels under the Lindland name. Uh, companies headquartered in New York City, $887 million company. And you take a look at you know, the financials here. Obviously took a dip last year a little bit, uh, but expected to come back strong. Uh, revenue of $129 million this year. By 2023, close to $500 million, being profitable again next year. Uh, you look out uh, and, and it should be turning a nice profit of like 73 cents a share by 2023. Uh, getting back, and that'd be the best level they've had. So really, really good potential for a company like this. Uh, again, niche, it's small, 
but this is the, the type of area that you kind of want to look at for this continued great grand reopening. You know, I, I think when it comes to this, to that trend, which, you know, I've talked about a lot, that grand reopening is people really got into it and started buying into the airlines because they're just so beaten up and people are betting on not going out of business is really what it came down to, which is great. Uh, a lot of them ran up big, but now they're kind of been out of favor again. And they're kind of just, uh, they're sitting back once again. So I, I think this little bit of this consolidation is slash pullback that we've seen in some of the great grand reopenings, uh, stock opportunities, uh, trend opportunities uh, are, are back. So I think airlines, uh, this cruise line I just showed you right here, and I just pulled up leisure uh, on the side here. I, I think you're also gonna see a lot of opportunity in um, some of the casinos, Vegas is back hopping again, uh, hotels for sure. Um, gambling, because I think you're seeing a lot of people go back to sports, a lot of gambling is going on out there. Uh, so there's a lot of these stocks in this leisure area fall into uh, into those areas uh, that I think that we, we just can't can't over, overlook some of these. Um, let's see what's this. So Churchill Downs we have in one of our newsletters for a long time. It's been a it's been a really nice winter for us, and we just had the Kentucky Derby there not too long ago. Uh, and I did hit the exacta as a matter of fact, and picked the winner. Um, obviously, I picked the exacta, picked the winner, but rallied to new all-time high, pulled back. Man, a lot of these. You know, it, they hit highs with these, you know, innovation stocks and these high flyers and these growth stocks pulled back. I mean, what a great opportunity. I mean, this support right here, folks, is, is just so strong uh, at that 180 level. You have resistance, resistance, breakthrough. Now it's support, 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 support again, starting to come off it. I got to tell you, um, I'm sorry, I was going to show you Charles. I was doing it. So resistance at 180, resistance at 180, breakthrough, support, support, back down to support here. This looks great. This looks really, really good here. So just to give you an idea, that, that's some of the stuff we're still looking at. I'm still building out my watch list every single day, um, always adding to it. And that's the thing. You have, to, you have to keep doing it. You have to work hard. You can't be chasing what's hot. You can't be, uh, you know, trying to be everything to everybody. And this is the next Netflix. This is the next Amazon. I mean, um, it's a bunch of BS, honestly. So don't get caught up in all that BS. Uh, you need to look at the markets realistically. Uh, that you know, our goal is to beat the markets, get good returns, have fun doing it, um, and and really you know be straight up with people. And, and I think uh, we've done that. And, I, and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, you, everybody's uh, really appreciative of what's going on. And um, here's Vail Resorts. This is one that a lot of times big money tends to like. You see it mentioned a lot in the Barons Roundtable, MTN. I mean, just look at these charts. I mean, just great, great charts. Uh, so there's a lot of, lot of good stuff out there outside of just, you know, some of the really aggressive innovation stuff and 10X stuff. There's a lot of other good companies out there. So keep that in mind. But I'm going to wrap it up here today and uh, we will be back Friday. Now we'll get the setup in. It'll be much better. Uh, but send me over your questions. We'll do a pure question um, show on Friday. But again, thank you very much, everybody, for, for following me, uh, sticking with me through the ups and downs. And, you know, things can be good. Things can be rough sometimes in the market. But uh, just know that I am always here for you. Uh, I will be the one that, that's always standing by you to help you uh, and, and give you the straight, straight talk, basically, let you know what's going on. Um, I always believe in integrity, doing the right thing, and, and that's the goal here with this as well, to uh, do the right thing, to make sure uh, I do the best for uh, my followers. And uh, I want to thank everybody from the bottom of my heart uh, for being followers and continuing to be followers uh, for years and years to come. I hope you have a great rest of your week. It's hump day. Get out there. Have some fun. I'm about to go get a coffee because I, 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 I'm, it's too early not to have coffee for me. Um, so I will uh, talk to you all soon. 
I'm Matt McCall, and that was your Money Line. The Money Line with Matt McCall. Matt McCall. To find more information, head over to McCallMoneyWire.com. That's McCallMoneyWire.com. <laughs>